Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. James Brown! James Brown. You're kind of like the human beatbox. What's the guy from Run DMC? Run? Or is it D? M. Jeremy? Jeremy Webisodes? You're good. Thank you. We'll keep you around. Now, can you, are you, you're kind of like a, you're kind of like a young JT. No, no, no. You're like an old JT. James Taylor. No, Justin Timberlake. Oh, yes. I'm the original Justin. Yeah? Are uh, you bringing... No, I came before What do you bring? He brought sexy back. What are you bringing back? I'm bringing a lot of just syphilis. vicious... Syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. Some herpes. You're just making it cool again. What okay. else are you bringing back? I'm bringing sourdough back. Nice. Sourdough, because like there's not enough sourdough on the dance floor. I feel it on the dance floor. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant bread. No, because I thought you were gonna go compare me to Timberlake. And then yeah, I gotta bring it. He brought sexy back on the dance floor. Okay, he's dancing in the video. I'm bringing sourdough back to the dance floor. Wow. Oh yeah. Now yeah. So like you can still be dancing, but you got a carb load. Just like you know when you <laughs> when you see marathon runners and they're just slinging bananas, uh, protein little packets and little thing, and they're slamming like water into their face as they're running through they got a protein load so on the dance floor you have to carb load little sourdough little baskets sourdough baskets come floating through the floor you're gonna take it you're gonna take a little nibble eating just a little bit of warm butter on there welcome to the show ladies and gentlemen this is the jeremy webisodes podcast webisode number 83 uh, and stuff. <laughs> no, I gotta be honest, guys. Things have yeah. been going on. It's been pretty wild. Well, never fear. The lava lamp is burning brightly. Burning brightly? Yeah. Yep. Burning brightly in the lab as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And I gotta tell you, I'm gonna need a beacon or at least Simon to find my way home because... Yeah. We, you know, we usually do a little drinking on the show, and we we generally feature some kind of bottle, kind of some kind of spirit with a story or whatever. Well, tonight, there's a story. <laughs> what we what what we're drinking tonight can be classified, and we've talked about it before on the show. It's not the first time we've ever broken out. Tonight, we're drinking the biosolvent again. <laughs> And if you if you're not a, a a listener to the show a regular if you're not a lava lamper, then maybe you don't know what that is. What we're drinking is GNS. This is grain neutral spirit. Comes in at 190 proof. A lot of times it's called grain alcohol. It's been called it's Everclear. Um, this is industrial grade alcohol. It's basically as high as you can get proof wise in alcohol before the molecular bond you know clicks in and you can no longer release any more uh water molecules that those last little bits of of water want to hang on so you can't really get pure 100 percent 
alcohol or 200 proof. So basically as high as you can possibly get is 190 proof. And that's what we got right here. Made in a pharmacy. Like it's made in like uh, industrial and when you chemical say, lab. Yeah, when you so. say lab, you mean uh, a giant factory. Yeah. That's just churning out hundreds of gallons of this stuff by yeah. the fucking hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's up, Justin? Uh, okay, so by the way, if you are a regular to the show, welcome. It's it's myself, Jeremy Webb, uh, Ryan Hatchigan. Joss McGinty, lamentably, is not here tonight, but Justin Bruska has joined us again tonight. You, you got something? You wanna... No, yeah, I have a question, because what you were explaining is, what's the difference between that and like isopropyl alcohol? There's a difference between ethyl alcohol yeah. and methyl alcohol. Okay, what this is is this is ethyl alcohol. What we drink is ethyl alcohol. The stuff that you don't want to drink is methyl Me alcohol. And uh, I believe that isopropyl is methyl alcohol. Is that not right? I'm looking it up now. <laughs> Stand by. Well, the reason I mentioned it is a long, long time ago, I had gone to, like, my, the first time I went to an AA meeting, and I didn't go because I was, like, assigned to by any, like, judge or nothing like that. I went because I was researching a part. And um, I remember the craziest story that stuck with me with this old man who had, like, multiple DUIs or whatever. Maybe I should talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to have a name. But well, what? It's anonymous. He talked, he talked about drinking his cologne bottles because of the alcohol content in whatever that, because like, he ran out of yeah, yeah. airplane bottles, so he was taking shots of his cologne bottles, like those. Well, sides. there's the the. I think this is another thing we've referred to before on the show. There's the classic uh, historical case of Dukakis, Kitty Dukakis. Oh, Michael Dukakis is. Yeah, hold on. <gasps> That's right. Um, Kitty Dukakis. Kitty Dukakis ingested rubbing alcohol. Oh yeah, rubbing. Yeah, that's isopropyl. So the classic case of, of Kitty Dukakis drink rubbing, rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Well, here it is. What is this? Uh, Los Angeles Times. Kitty Dukakis ingested rubbing alcohol because she was. I guess she was an alcoholic, and they would lock her in the bathroom to keep her away from the the bar. And she started drinking what was it? You know, whatever she could get her hands on. Apparently, yeah. Small amount of rubbing alcohol and experienced a severe reaction. So don't do it. Yeah. Get your stomach pumped. So yeah, you can you can drink it. So apparently it's just a different level of alcohol <coughs> than Is it it's methyl, others. isn't it? I don't know. I, I can't find anything that says it's it's methyl alcohol, but Well if, anyway, don't drink methyl alcohol either. Yeah. If you wanna get fucked up real good, like Kitty Dukaka style, take us take a swig. So it's Rubbing. not a good idea. Yeah. But what we've been drinking tonight. Super high proof ethyl alcohol uh, that we got from from Indiana, and basically they're just processing corn and turning it in, just churning it through these giant column stills, and pumping this stuff out by the hundreds of thousands of gallons. Yeah, I mean, and so why are we drinking this? Well, it's almost one hundred percent corn based. And we met these people when we were in Kentucky uh, at the conference. It's at uh, ADI. ADI. And there are a bunch of commercial people, you know, alcohol producers. Um, 
some of the big ones are uh, CIE. CIE. Um, who's the big M- one? MGP is basically is the big dog, uh, which is uh, something like Mega Grain Products or it's not Mega. But anyway, they're basically and 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 what these companies do is they just produce. You know, basically all sorts of different kinds of high-proof alcohol. If you want out of 100% rice, if you want it out of 100% corn, they'll make it for you. And people use it for all sorts of different reasons in the alcohol industry. And so we ended up getting ourselves a hold of a little uh, a little sample of it. And from time to time, we like to dip into it to kind of see what the extreme is of uh, 100% corn-based. Because I'll, I'll reiterate whiskey only ever gets up to you know 125 maybe um vodka has to be 190 i believe uh to be called vodka when it comes out of the still so uh obviously vodka isn't 190 proof when you drink it in the bottle so what does that mean? That means that vodka comes out of the still at 190 proof, and then they add a bunch of water to knock it down to 80, which is generally what Smirnoff and all the vodkas are, is 80 proof. Um, and so anyway, we, uh, we've been knocking this down with uh, juice, and I drank a little bit with some Red Bull earlier, and it is, uh, it's got quite the kick. Let's just put it that way. It's uh, hot. It is hot. Hey, you know, that being said, you know what else is hot? Taking off your pants. And we were talking, uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, about opportunities to take your pants off or, you know, ask him to be, uh, ask him to have your pants taken off. And I said the whole thing, it's very fun to offer to take your pants off in, when you're going through airport security. You know, they're like, take your shoes off and you just, hey, do you want me to just go ahead and take the pants off with the belt, the whole thing? You want... I feel like you'd you'd be into that, Justin. Just whipping the whole thing off you. Like if you're gonna take the belt off, you might as well give him the pa- and the shoes. We give you my pants too. You'd be hey, it's better for everyone to know that I'm not packing something in here, other than some some heat. I'm yeah. most comfortable the closest I am to naked. I don't have to be naked, but the closest I am, I'm the most comfortable. I'm always willing to take my pants off. Do you think that they would let you? Th- through airport security in like a speedo you came like fully dressed shirt everything shoes i don't see could why you go they, through an airplane why like, not could you board an airplane in a speedo i didn't actually know i was even gonna ask that question today i, I, I don't see me. why not i mean i don't know what the right well yeah because there's there's like the shirt and shoes rule maybe if you will you do that for me ryan try to go through security you're a speedo. a speedo guy. I have pictures of you in a speedo. Yeah, I you know, was waiting to guy. use those against you. Someday. You've actually bought uh, me speedos for a Christmas gift yeah. once. You're kind of a speedo guy. Yeah, they're great. Have you ever tried to board an airplane? No, with a, on a speedo. I in have. A speedo? I have boarded an airplane <laughs> with speedo. with speedo, but it was underneath. No, I have boarded a plane dressed as a clown carrying a 24 pack of beer. Okay. Wow. Um, they do let you do that. Well, they did let. That you was pre 9 11. Way pre 9 11. So, yeah, I mean, hang on. He what he said is like carrying beer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember like going on a ski trip up to Oregon, and we had my dad's one of his high school buddies went with us, and he carried his own cooler with his own like 
Coors Light bottles, and he cracked them like on oh. the flight, and he finished that whole. You cooler. definitely cannot fly with your own alcohol. No, but this, yeah, no. this is a different era. Man. Here, yeah. so the reason I bring it up is because I thought of another place that you can offer to take off your pants. Mm. The Dermo. The Dermo. Oh. No, I think we covered DMV last time. Oh. The Dermo. The dermatologist. the dermatologist. You go in, you just, you, you just say, you know. Why are you taking your pants off of the dermatologist? Well, because they, because they do the whole body scan. Oh, I was know. thinking like a tailor. <laughs> I'll go in there with like a dry patch. I want them to take a look at, see if it's like a pre-cancer or something. And you go in there, and they're like, "Hey, you want the full body?" And I kind of always feel like I'm at a, you know, I don't know. What is that? What does that entail? You give them the wink. The problem is, is it's always like, no, so cold. Sir. They give you the no, sir. The no, sir. I don't mean that. You're weird. I'm the kind of guy that goes to establishments where you're actually allowed to take your pants off. Okay. <laughs> they don't say no, sir, there. <laughs> they don't. They tell me to take my pants off. I said, I go to the tailor. They tell me to take my pants off. To hem my pants. Yeah, no, but we, you're we just covered getting a new that shirt. One. Oh. We covered that one. You okay. Did, yeah. I go to the massage parlor. They tell me to take my pants off, lay on the table. Whoa. Okay, I no, go to, no, for sure. I go to the sugaring place to tell me to take my pants off, lay on the what table. What do you mean sugaring? Like a like a like a confectionery? Yeah, let's call it that. I go like to a candy, candy shop. shop. Yes, you can call it that. Why do I not think that's what you mean? It's cool. Let's just call it that. You can Google it. Your your audience can Google it. What do you mean you get? What do you mean? I get sugared. What does that mean? <laughs> What is? What do you mean? When You're you gonna have sugar. to Google it. You can is play that like a spray tan? Kind of, yeah, something like that. Do you know what it is? Yeah. What is it? Um. Well, I don't know exactly. Is what it, it like is. a wax? I think it's Similar, like a, yeah, yeah. It's like a. But wax instead of wax, it's, it's not wax at all. But yeah, but sugar. It, it does. It's not a wax at all. And then is there what? Do you, is it, it edible afterwards? So it, now I'm picturing like cotton actually, candy yeah, on no, your junk. No, if I'm you thinking, want cotton candy with pubes infused, yeah, in sugar. exactly. No, I'm not, I, was, I was thinking more like brittle. You mean like the a, fair? No, 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 no. It's no, penis it's brittle. Malleable. It's basically what no, it is. No, it's it's malleable. It's it's not a wax at all. I mean, it goes back a couple thousand years. The Egyptians used to do it. Mm. Mm. Right, so Ryan's like, I don't believe everything. The Egyptians did everything. They did everything. It's bullshit. Yeah. No. Yeah. This, you know, like, Where do you think we got the recipe from? Oh. The Sumerians. Yeah, yeah the Sumerians did it. Well, the, they were the first to brew beer. The Sumerians. Prove it. It's documented. <laughs> they had so, recipes. Yeah, there's a wheel. Let me no, ask they had you recipes this. For beer. That's how we know. I mean, well, it's the oldest recipe for beer, is what it was. It doesn't prove they were the first. You know what really freaks me out is big menus. They're, 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 to me, it causes anxiety. And you'll have these certain restaurants that you like to go to, right? Because the food's really good. Is this tying into taking my pants off? Well, I don't think usually restaurants are one of the places that you can... No, especially not in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, what are those ones where you eat sushi off a naked body? That girl's coming in at some point. They're saying, we need to take your pants off and lay on the table. Again, do you think you could just, like, most restaurants, I don't think, would be that stoked if you walked in in a Speedo? Yeah. <laughs> if you're eating sushi off a naked body, Ryan's like, I in should be able to wear my Speedo. No, I feel that. If you're eating sushi off a naked naked body, you should be allowed to wear a Speedo. Absolutely. <laughs> but that, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> what I was talking about is... Big menus and it and deep menus where like 
not are are they only big, but everything on the menu is good. Mm. And then you're like, you know, you only have that many times that you go to restaurants, right? So then you're stressed. Like, you go there, do you get what you like that you had last time yeah. and you already know it's good? Or do you get something new and branch out? And then, okay, now you've gotten two things on the menu and there's still like a bunch more other things that you want to get. It's like, and now you start to panic. Yeah. Now I don't even want to go there because I'm stressed about what to get there, but it's so good. I want to go there. And I know the thing I got that's, last time I was that's there. That's a pretty there. manageable stress level, though. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Well, the mean, grand how you scheme about of that? things. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's hard, you know. You you know when you go to that place because you're like, I know this is good. Do I want to branch out? I don't know. Yeah, the scampi. You know, do I do I go with their yeah scampi? Even though I normally and that's have why I like my parents. Carbonara. And that's why when you get old, you get those restaurants. You go there, you get the same thing every time. It's because you know it's good. You go to that restaurant for the scampi, right? Peking Dragon, my dad's like, we're going there because the only place that has tomato beef. Yeah, and which is the weirdest. I know that your dad goes to Peking Dragon, for, which is a Chinese restaurant around here. Goes there for tomato beef. Tomato beef? Yeah. Like, it's tomato beef. Chinese. Sounds like, to, like to, uh, tomatoes, tomatoes and beef. And beef. Like the most bland dish. It's, your dad truly is the blandest eating guy I've ever met. Actually, it's it's not bad because I'm. you know I'm not a tomato guy. That's like the last thing I would ever order because how, how many of you ever seen me order anything like tomato leading? And so like, I'm like, what? Fuck this old man keep ordering the same dish. I'm like, tomato beef. And he never ordered it growing up. It was something I didn't see until like after I had kids. And it was, it was at, beef. It was after he went to China. That's when he started ordering it. And I'm like, so there's only a few places that make it. And one, like, that's why he goes to the same place in Hawaii. When he's in Hawaii, he goes to the same place, gets the same thing. Tomato beef. No, my dad is absolutely the most creature of habit. I don't want to say it's bland because he has some money sh- like options. Like some of his picks are really good. Like he turned me on to the Manhattan clam chowder at the crab cooker. It's it's fantastic. But yeah, he's very very rotational. Eating. Yeah, I mean, there's that's how my parents were. They they ordered the same thing every time they went. You know, you go to this restaurant. You know, dad would get the spaghetti, mom would get the whatever. You know, and it's a little. You know, I was like, I'm not like that. I like to dance around. And but sometimes with these really deep menus, sometimes you do. You get a little. Oh my god. There's there's the total opposite, too. There's the people that don't want anything on the menu. Yeah. They want to substitute everything. They basically want to tell the kitchen how to cook. Well, I don't want chicken. You know, can I want can you do that with beef and the, well it's not a beef dish. You know, now you're basically creating a dish that we don't have on the menu. It's like if you want to cook, it cooks. Stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> order something we got. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to come here, order something we got. Right, that's the way I feel about substitutes. Don't come to the restaurant and start telling the kitchen how to cook. Yeah. Order something they got. Figure it out. If you don't like anything on the menu, why did you go there? Because your friends told you to go there? Yeah. You're there with a group. It's girls' night out. It's guys' night out. You're there for Alcoholics Anonymous, Bible study, you know, Wales Club. Don't. Don't 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 go to places and then try to tell the people how to cook. I, I feel like that's yeah. Like you, I would like the I would like the the ribeye mashed potatoes, right? But instead of the ribeye, can I get 
like a five-piece sofa sectional delivered to my front door, and 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 I don't really want the potatoes. You know, I mean, it starts as simple as I, I like the fried chicken dish, but instead of the fried chicken, can you hold the fried chicken and can I just, just get grilled chicken? Yeah, can I get a grilled chicken? You know, and you're I don't calling want the yourself out potatoes. right now. Well, I never sub. Jeremy Webb, I'm going to ask you a question. This was last weekend. We were at. H. Harry's, what did you subs that California chicken sandwich? Okay, but that's that, a explain. That doesn't count. Explain. They 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 used it was have, on the menu. They took it off the menu. Right. So I'm just asking for something that was formerly on the menu. That's not a substitution. Sean made fun of you. It's not. It's not. And I'm just saying. There. Anyway. <laughs> I said you. Sorry. I like the veal dish but i feel very passionate about the treatment of baby animals so can you substitute that for chicken <laughs> can you pound out a chicken and make no. it feel like a veal yeah i mean yeah but that's not the dish yeah can you not put can any- we do that yes are we gonna do it yeah. no can so you, you put- want the chicken piccata no i want the veal yeah can i have no oil in it what do you mean in it yeah no you, I'm putting oil in it. We're going to use a little bit of oil. It sticks to the pan, ma'am. If we don't... Stop. Go home. Scramble an egg in your no-stick. Your copper pan you, you bought off an it. infomercial. Yeah. Your egg pan that you bought... Yeah, exactly. Your rock. Your stoneware. Your excellent pan. Do I sound mean tonight? <laughs> a, little, a little fiery. A little grumpy. It's the it's the high proof. Yeah, brings out the Karenish. The de- am I Karenish? I don't know. Ooh, whoa! Ooh. I was gonna mix Karenish with yellow diamonds in the sky. Shine bright like a diamond. The other Shine was- bright like I never realized how much Rihanna sounded like uh, Carol Channing. Carol Channing. Shine bright like a diamond. Yeah. Shine bright like a diamond. Nobody will get that. None Would of your you audience rather- is that old. <laughs> Rihanna or Cheryl Channing? <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> Cheryl Every Channing? Day. Was it Cheryl Canning? Uh, uh, that's Chatham Channing? <laughs> yeah. Would you rather Rihanna or Chatham Channing? <laughs> Rihanna. Wow. Every time, Rihanna. Except for that one time. Yeah. No, Rihanna, every time for me. I'm sorry. I'm in arrears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I'll do that. That's what yeah. last week. We don't need to talk about your payments. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've been just utterly silent all evening. I've been I've been your hype man. I've been just adding little filter there. Just say like, <laughs> Ryan's got a sexy radio voice. Yeah. It's all the ladies on the dance floor. All the ladies on the for the smooth deal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can I take my pants off? I, I feel like <laughs> Did you just ask me to take my pants off? Everyone on the dance floor, take your pants off. So it'll be about a 20 minute wait. Should, should I take my pants off? Let's just always do the podcast with your pants off. Jesus. <laughs> so not only do I not do I sugar, I don't wear underwear. Don't, don't. <laughs> I look like a baby elephant down there. Wow. Smooth you, and yeah. Not a lot of hair on that elephant. You kind of hung like a cheese wheel. I know, a can of tuna. Who's your favorite female pop artist? 
of all I time. actually really like Rihanna. If I was going to go all time, fuck, I, well, not pop, but I fucking love Karen O from the AES. I love PJ Harvey. Like I said, these aren't pop, though. Oh, uh, Dolores Claiborne. Or not Claiborne. Uh, Dolores uh, Cranberry's chick. Dolores McClinton. I'm pretty right sure now. Dolores Claiborne is no, Stephen King. No, it's not King, Claiborne. Yes, it's not. No, Dolores McC- uh, McClinton. McClintock. Big fan, yes. you. you t- <laughs> not that. She's just killed you, Ryan. McGillis. F- favorite no. female pop artist. He's been feeding me or female, you know, jar alcohol. Entertainer. Um... You know, uh, something I probably don't pu- haven't publicized a lot, but I went to an Adele concert and it was fucking great. Did she buy the? T- she we were talking about they were expensive. Yeah, well, no, we didn't. Not this one. The, oh, like we were the, talking from about the, the last one, one okay, when yeah. it was like at the Staples Center. It was a great fucking show. I got a crush on Jewel. I'm a big Jewel fan. I would say my favorite. She has your favorite teeth. Jewel has. I, I like my- her too. Your what? Her tooth. Cross tooth. I like your tooth. You know what? Fuck you guys. Uh, That's character. No, it's Uh, perfect. I'm a big fan. I gotta say, for me, if I had to pick a female vocalist of all time, it would be Alanis. Really? Ooh, she's good. Very iconic. She kind of like was the 90s kind of, you know. Chick. Chick. And she could belt. Yeah. And I watched her on uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. No, she was come on, you can't on. do Adele that. You, you live and you learn. Yeah. You know? Hello from the other side. Isn't that ironic? No, I'm doing Adele. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I'm just saying Adele. We were all belt. doing different stuff. It was cool. It was a mashup. We just did a little mashup. Go back to you doing your beatbox thing. You one. didn't have to call me up. You stole my chicken and you ate up all my carne asada. You didn't have to stop so long. I farted on your sister (laughs) when I touched your keister. Wow. Not that one. Everybody talk. I farted on your sister. What the hell song is that? That's not the one I'm talking about. Wow. That's the one I was talking about. That's why I'm not invited to Karen's house no more. Well, that's a song, man. <laughs> you know exactly. I farted in my sleep. No, <laughs> no, the farted on your sister's song. <laughs> all right, all right. Everybody talks. And yeah, the lead up is like, everybody talks. It's like, I farted on your sister. <laughs> I don't know. And then sure. I touched your keister. That is not how the song goes. I think it was your sister. A yeah, real poppy kind of song, real to... bubble gum like Rick D's kind of. No, shit. Those, those are very poppy, poppy lyrics. No, no, man. I'm pretty sure it's Rick D's. These. <laughs> okay, I don't remember. I don't recall the that. The activities <laughs> being performed here this evening have been done under supervision of <laughs> jar alcohol. <laughs> of jar alcohol, but all participants are being driven home with a sober driver. Yeah. All right. Wow. Soundcheck. It's been real good. I love you guys. Well, thank you. It's been. Remember when you used to do all those Barbara Streisand songs? Maybe Carol King? Carol Channing. Well, Carol Channing, she bright like a diamond? No, that's for Yana. Okay, like anyway, we gotta get out of here. Right. Oh my god, it's the ghost of Randy Savage! Holy shitballs. 
I just walked in the green works of the webisode. Randy, dude. We sucked down some jar alcohol that made my balls blast red. Listen, your, your veins and your neck are popping out, bro, and I'm always very... I'm gonna pop it into gear and drink some more of that green works. You've been a little dead lately, bro. How's it working out for Don't you? Don't worry about my ghost dust in your lab. <laughs> Looks like it's going to be another deep dive. Dive! 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 Marion Walter Jacobs, born May 1st, 1930. He would eventually become known by his stage name, Little Walter. And this guy was amazing. He was an American blues musician, singer, songwriter, whose revolutionary approach to the harmonica had an impact on guys like Jimi Hendrix, Charlie Parker, Django Reinhardt. Um, he altered many listeners' expectations of what was possible on the blues harmonica. He brought it to the forefront, made it a lead instrument. He was one of the first guys that started doing solos um, at a time when the electric guitar was really getting uh, its its rightful place in the band and in rock and roll and was working its way um, into leads. Uh, guys like Little Walter got sick of their harmonica sounds getting drowned out by the new amazing piercing sound of the electric guitar. So they got into the practice of cupping uh, their hands around a microphone and playing the harmonica into the, to the microphone uh, in order to compete with the electric guitar. Well, Little Walter was doing that, was very familiar with the practice, and then sometime in the early to mid-40s, he changed music, changed rock and roll and the blues by being the first person to purposefully plug his microphone into a distortion pedal. Um, and so it brought the, the, the blues guitar right into the modern times, put it secured its place in, in rock and roll. Um, by the 50s, uh, Little Walter was playing with Muddy Waters, and by the end of the 50s, um, he was basically uh, the feature on the majority of Waters' classic rec uh, recordings uh, for Chess Records. Um, his harmonica playing uh, was on many of the Chess session recordings, people like John Shines, Floyd Jones, Bo Diddley, John Young, Robert Nighthawk. Uh, and then uh, in around uh, the early 50s, he got tired of being a sideman. And in 1952, he decided to record his first solo album. And his inaugural hit is the world-famous song, Juke. It still to this day remains the only harmonica instrumental to ever hit number one on the Billboard. So uh, it is... Um, it's a pretty amazing accomplishment. I would say that, unfortunately, uh, Walters, at the end of his life, he started getting in a lot of trouble. He developed a, a bad uh, alcohol uh, habit that became a heroin habit, um, had some trouble with the law. But he has been inducted into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, also the only uh, harmonica player, um, solo harmonica player in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So um, uh, just an amazing guy. I wanted to make you guys aware of him. Little Walter. 
just a true American treasure. Um, so that's all I got for you this week. Um, I'm going to take you out to uh, Little Walter's most famous song, Juke. Um, if you're anything like me, this song is going to blow you away. I hope you find yourself a couple times during the course of the song reminding yourself that he's doing that with a harmonica um, because it's, it's pretty impressive. Um, that being said, take care of yourselves out there, and we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast.